the Hebrew language is very different to English. Take English. If I want to say the word table, so everyone knows a table is something which has got a surface and it has legs. And that table can be used for many different things. It can be a coffee table, it can be a dining room table, it can be a kitchen table. But the word table didn't come from anywhere. Maybe it came from Latin. Somewhere, sometime, they decided that table should be applied to things which have a surface and legs. Hebrew is very different in that aspect. The Hebrew language, every single word has a root. In Hebrew, it's called a shayrash. So if a person were to know what the root of every single word is, then they can work out the translation and the meaning of any word in the Hebrew language. Take my name for example, my name Yehuda. So Yehuda, the root of Yehuda is Hoida, which means to thank. So my name Yehuda is really saying, I'm thanking, I'm giving thanks. And it originates from the 12 tribes. One of the 12 tribes, the Shvatim, was called Yehuda because his mother was thankful to Hashem, to God, for giving a child. So he, she gave him the name Yehuda, which means to give thanks. Now, take what we're talking about, which is prayer, tefillah. So the word in Hebrew for prayer is tefillah. Now, what is the root of the word tefillah? So the root of the word tefillah is pillow. Now, what does the word pillow mean? So, there's a few places where this root comes up in different ways. I'll give you one example. Um, is in Exodus in Shemois, where the Torah is telling us Jews how to behave that if someone God forbids has a fight and ends up during that fight causing a pregnant woman to miscarry causes the fetus to die and stop growing so the Torah says that that person who hit the woman or pushed the woman over by mistake has to pay and it uses the word Venosan Biflilim, which means it will be this payment will be based on a Biflilim, on a judgment, on a reckoning. And that Biflilim is also from the root Pillal. So we see there that Pillal is judgment, is a reckoning. Another time it comes up is in something called the Midrash Rabbah which is an explanation on the Torah, it says Pinchas stood v'yifalel, and he prayed, which means, v'yifalel in this context means he rendered judgment. Pinchas, the person, he stood and he rendered judgment. So the question is, these two times we see the word pillow, one time in referring to prayer, but it means judgment, another time referring to paying someone money in a court case, in a judgment, what on earth does a judgment have to do 
with tefillah, with praying? Shouldn't it be something about praising God or, or um, thanking Hashem or asking for things? Why judgment? So this week I learnt two different explanations for why tefillah, why prayer, the root of it, pillal, means judgment. And just by understanding these two explanations, it brought me to a whole new understanding of what tefillah is. The first explanation is as follows. That, let's go back to the example of a table. If I say to you, I point to say to someone, and I point to this table, and I say, what is this thing? So the person will say, why, that's a table. So if I say to the person, no, that's not a table. That's a piece of wood with some screws. Or if I go to someone and I pick up a spoon and I say, hey, what is this? So he'll say, that's a spoon. And if I say to him, no, it's not, it's a piece of metal. Then he'll say to me, yes, you're right. The table is pieces of wood screwed together. And the spoon is a piece of metal bent in a special way. But in essence, it's not a piece of metal. And it's not a load of wood. One's a table and one's a spoon. We don't look at the material it's made of. Rather, we look at what it does, what its form is. And the same thing with a car. If I point to a car and I say, what is that? They're not going to say, oh, it's a piece of metal with some paint on and and it's got screws and tyres. And No, they'll say that's a car because it's essence. There's a car. It moves and it drives down the road. Now, when we point to, let's say, something more than a car, something more than a table, something bigger than a spoon, if we were to point, let's say, to the sun, And I were to ask someone, what is that thing? So they'll say, that thing is the sun. It's a ball of gas that heats up the world. Or if I point to a tree and I say, what is that? So they'll say, it's a tree. It's something which grows out of the ground from a seed and it gives off produce that we can eat and enjoy. But if one were to look closer If one were to see the true essence of a tree, the true essence of a sun, what it really is, this thing is being a witness to God's creation. It's showing Hashem's power and might. It's showing how Hashem managed to form and create something like the sun, something which is the perfect size and the perfect distance from the earth. And if anything were to be a bit different, then life on earth couldn't exist. So if I point to the sun and I say, what is this? By me saying, it's a sun, it's a ball of gas. It's the wrong thing. It's not the sun. It's not a ball of gas. Yes, that might be the material it's made up of. But it's really something which is a witness to the greatness of Hashem, the greatness of my and our Creator. So that is exactly what tefillah does. Tefillah is not our own words. I'm not the one 
who wrote the words of the tefillah. The tefillah was written in such a way that it looks at every small little thing and it describes it as a way to praise Hashem and to bring God's glory into this world. Many times in the prayer in the tefillah, we say how wondrous the stars are, how wondrous the sun is, how wondrous all the creatures which Hashem created are. So that is exactly what tefillah does. It brings judgment, it brings truth to our eyes. It tells us that the sun is not a ball of gas, it's not a sun. It tells us that the animals running around are not just meat, are not just animals. No, they're something which Hashem created, something which our powerful, mighty creator and master of the universe made for us. And that's what Tefillah does. It makes us realize how special Hashem is and how special we are to Hashem, that He created all of this for us. So that's the first explanation. And this also answers the question, another question which is asked many times, why can't I pray in my own words? So yes, of course you can pray in your own words. But when using the text laid out by the great rabbis who made it way back, they have managed to transform what we think of into something much bigger, something much more special, something different. They have managed to bring judgment to the things that we see. The second reason why tefillah comes from the root of pillow, which means judgment, is because it's giving us advice. Our tefillah, our prayer, is advising us. I'll explain how it's advising us. How is it giving us advice? Because whenever we ask for something, when we verbalize it, that's when we start thinking about it. Many times things are going through our heads. If we want to do something, if we want to make a plan, a business plan, the first thing to do is to verbalize it, to put it down on a piece of paper so we can read it and we can understand it. And then we'll be able to build a proper plan. So the same thing happens with tefillah. When we request something from Hashem, from our God, from our Creator, and we say, please, Hashem, I need a car because I need to drive to work. So we have now verbalized this request. And by verbalizing it, it becomes more real, which in turn lets us think about how much we actually need it. So if we're asking for a car so that we can go to work and that we can drive around and live our basic needs, then yes, 100% will think, I need this, and therefore, Hashem, please give it to me. But if I have a car, and everything's good, and it's all going well, and then I say to Hashem, please, Hashem, please, my God, give me a sports car. I want one which goes 0 to 60 in one second, and I need top of the range. I want it to be red, my favorite color. Then when I say that, when I verbalize that, when I'm praying and I say, please Hashem, give me this car. I want it in red. I want this make and this model and this speed. Then I start thinking and say, that's a bit silly. Does Hashem really want me to have that? Does my God want me to have that? Am I not just wasting my words? And many times it's happened in the past, I start to get a bit embarrassed for asking for that because why else should I get it? Do I deserve it? 
Not only do I deserve it, do I need it? I have a car that works perfectly well. Why do I need a red sports car? How's that going to help me in my life? Maybe if I want to go into racing, I want that to be my career, then yes. But if I'm not, then why on earth should I get that? So that's another aspect of what Tefillah does. It brings the truth out and it gives judgment to the request that we're asking of Hashem. It makes us think twice about if what we're asking for, we really need. And that's why the word Tefillah, the root of it, pillow, means judgment. And these two aspects blew my mind away. I've been thinking about them a lot. Number one, it makes us actually, or it makes me actually realize how amazing Hashem is. And it changes my whole perspective about everything I see when I'm using the set text. And number two, it makes me double think about what I'm asking for. Do I need it? Do I deserve it? Or should it be something which I'm embarrassed to ask for? I hope this has opened your minds and it's changed your perspective. I've given you something to think about.